This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome back to the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Ken, and with me as always are Cody the COVID Kid. <laughs> oh. oh no! <laughs> and, and, and Kyle. Hello! Fake news, fake news, everyone. <laughs> Ken acts like all high and mighty. We both came down with a cold, okay? But we, who sounds more stuffed up? I Hello, do. I everyone. always sound stuffed up. I have terrible sinuses. <laughs> I'm Cody, and welcome to Off the Break Podcast. It is so awful. I got out of bed, I downed some DayQuil, and I am here on this podcast because there is a lot of breaking industry news happening this week, and I couldn't just let it go by and let you two guys talk about it without a firm hand at the and helm. screw it up. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to call you morons or anything, but come on. No, you wouldn't think that of no. us. Well, she didn't want to call Kyle a moron. No, I didn't. <laughs> she has the utmost I know, respect. I accidentally lumped him in with you. She has and... the utmost respect for Kyle. There's yeah. one person that's directed at. Yeah, I'm looking the, right at him. But you let him do the intro? I don't understand. I did. I've Huge pick your mistake. battles, Kyle. I only have so much energy to get through the podcast, and then it's back to nighty night nap time. All right, everyone, bear with us. Yeah. <laughs> There she goes again. No. <laughs> Almost. I'll be there. All right. You ready to do this? You feeling up for uh, discussing oh. these oh, yeah. changes and updates? Oh, and day cool's hitting hard, plus mean, the caffeine. Mean tweets from filmmakers. Oh, and I know. Exposés. Kyle's so excited dropping. about Spider-Man, it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a 24th Spider-Man movie. <laughs> hooray, hooray. <laughs> Let's start with that. <laughs> oh, all right. You okay. want me to go through these? No, I'll go through the release okay. schedule changes, and then um, we can talk some of these big things that are happening in the news um, and continue our Warner Brothers discussion and how, how it relates to new developments this week. So um, let's just go over real quick release schedule changes. So Disney had their big Investors Day conference. Wee! And we'll we'll definitely get into a lot of things that were discussed on that. Put on your mouse ears. Yeah. But I think the biggest news that affects us um, in the short term is that Ray and the Last Dragon is going in March 5th of 2021. And it'll be a day and date with Disney Plus. But it'll have a premium $30 VOD charge. So we'll get into the premium VOD versus streaming day and date versus exclusive theatrical models but we, we do have a disney <laughs> film that is going to go to theaters which mm. during this whole pandemic we we haven't had at all and so this is, i think is a huge step in the right direction at least they're giving theaters a chance at this i mean they really could have done this model with mulan they really could have done it with soul i'm finally glad we're getting it with raya yeah you would think with everybody messing around with these things there would be some flexibility a seven-day window. Yeah. <laughs> then you could discount the price after the seven days and maybe get more people. We'll talk about it later. I know, it's it's so beyond options. it's beyond crazy that day and date. And then some previously um, f- films that were on the release schedule that were taken off and were undated have now gotten dates. So we have Death on the Nile back in September of 2021. I mean, it's a, it really was a September October film to begin with. And it's a shame that we didn't get it in 2020, but um, it'll be good in September 17th of 2021. Free Guy um, is now in May 21st, 2021. So I think they're thinking that Free Guy is going to be pretty big because they're putting in that exclusive May summer corridor. So that'll that'll be really good. Um, Antlers was removed from the release schedule from February 19th, 2021. So it was removed and is now still undated. I think Disney really just does not know what to do with that. I won't won't be shocked if it gets put on Hulu. Hulu or it gets sold. Like they they sold another Fox title, I think, um, to Netflix. So Mm, there could be something there with that. I just, I I don't think they know how to market an adult film like that. I just... 
But they really just don't know what to do with it. Um, Even though Searchlight Pictures is under, that's under their umbrella, right? Yeah, and that's Searchlight, I think, would know what to do with this. Sure, but yeah. I, I know that they there's been some restructuring, and I don't know if they have the staff to deal with, with this right now. Yeah, so. that's possibly it. So there could be some issues there. And then Nobody, um, which just dropped a ter- trailer. We got, we're got we definitely going to talk about that because Ken got all excited for that. Nice. Uh, moved from February 19th to February 26th, 2021. So just a slight move back on that one. Mm-hmm. And then the big news, Sony came through. They listened to our podcast and they moved Monster Hunter from Christmas to a week before December 18th. They didn't lose any dates. It's been awesome. We have a we have the it a week early now to build momentum into the Christmas corridor. They got more screens, more PLF. I mean, we were able to give them more because they moved out of that Christmas time and away from Wonder Woman a little bit. So You mean they did the exact same thing they did last year with Jumanji and then it just occurred to them like eight <laughs> days before yeah. the before the release? Hey, 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 silver linings, though. They we actually did it. all have COVID brain. It's fine, okay? We're making <laughs> do with the limited resources we have. I, I just, there was this gaping hole in December. December Great. is a, a building month. You know, every, no matter what releases come out, week one is week. Yeah. Week two gets better. Week three is even better. And then there's Christmas and three, week. four, yeah. sometimes five major releases the week of Christmas. It yeah. just builds and builds and builds. And then you've got New Year's where people are still off. So you've got that. That's why that that corridor is so lucrative is because you have so many people with time off at Christmas and New Year's. It's just and nothing else to do. And they're so. around family and they want to get away. Even this year. <laughs> yeah, especially this, this year. year. It didn't it didn't matter even with COVID. Yeah. It's still the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Ken's right. The first week in December, always traditionally really bad. Everybody is coming back from their Thanksgiving travels and just getting back into their routines. Second week, people are shopping for Christmas usually. And then they're out at malls where yep. a substantial amount of movie theaters are located and the shopping centers and it creates this buzz around the movies that yep. builds. Oh, I want to go see that on Christmas. Yeah, it, it creates the movie going public, like yep. the idea of people around spending money. It creates this idea that it's OK to take three hours off to go to the movies. Right. It, it's you okay deserved to, it after yeah, that exactly. tough December with After all family. that shopping. Yeah. No, it really <laughs> does. There's something to this part of the season. It's not about having an event movie, even though we've had that the last umpteen years. Yeah. <laughs> this year, we don't really have that with the Wonder Woman being on streaming, but we have options. We have films for right. every... Every person out there, there's a movie to go see this no. year. So we're super excited. We're so thankful. Um, Sony moved that up. It just really worked so much better. And in our bookings, with the booking strategy, I was able to give them more screens. I was able to give them the preferred large formats, you know, which are IMAX size screens. I, I just able to give them more. And it, like I said, builds momentum into into the Christmas so with Wonder Woman, so we've got Monster Hunter. Then on Christmas, we've got Wonder Woman, News of the World, and that'll be really, really good. I'm very excited for the next few weeks. Yeah, I know we've got so much. We even have, what's the focus title that's a horror or a thriller? Promising Young Woman. Promising Young Woman. Yep. So we've got some, literally something for everybody. And for the upscale art crowd that wants a darker take on a fairy tale we've got pinocchio too on christmas italian pinocchio. from roadside <laughs> just so don't what forget everyone that asked one. for yeah <laughs> uh, you know after everybody sees the top three monster hunter news of the world and wonder woman you're gonna need product nothing is coming out on new year's and then nothing is coming out that second week in january so i i say you take pinocchio and you take promising young woman and then you and then they may get overlooked at Christmas, but you're going to need something and they're going to be there. You're going to have the print already. You're not going to have to worry about trying to get it off the break. And um, and you'll have some alternative programming for those other weeks. And when then you're filling in. You're not having to promote additionally. You've already got the word of mouth going yeah. from it having on screen. You're not paying additional minimums. Nope. Or if it if for some reason it does miraculously hit like the puppet comes to life for real. Yeah. And people need to see this movie. You've got it already programmed, ready to go. Yep. So no, it's looking it's looking very promising, I think, for 
this time now January on the other hand whew, that's a whole nother discussion for another week but for right now let's just focus on Christmas and it looks good sounds good to me um so that being said there's been so much discussion this week I'm so many changes you know the aftermath of the Warner Brothers announcement Disney having their announcement this week over their investors conference. What is the state of the industry? Where are we at? What's pandemic doing to our theatrical model and how can um, theaters gear up for the next, you know, quarter and or the next year really. And what are the, some of the changes? And I think a big thing is um, this discussion about premium video on demand, which is, you know, when something goes streaming, but you pay extra for it. So like what we're seeing with Disney and Ray and the Dragon with a $30 fee. And then um, day and date exclusive uh, or day and date streaming. So what we're seeing with Warner's take with them going day and date with HBO Max on Wonder Woman. And then we get exclusive theatrical like we're getting with Sony and Monster Hunter. Um, I mean, there's pros and cons to it all, but it's just crazy to me that in this pandemic and this last year that all of a sudden these three models have sprung up. I mean, it was always one model, 90 day theatrical window. And now we're contending with all of these different scenarios and do they have pros and cons or what's the, what's going to happen to us. And we're just living in this year of uncertainty. And, and all I can really say is, is that um, we still are in a pandemic era where we're not fully able to go out. Businesses aren't fully able to be open. It's still just this really weird time. So I think there's merits to some of these um, from the studios. I just, I'm glad that, that it's an ability for theaters to play the film, even with some of these other restrictions like the, the day and date and the premium video on doing you know, we always want to see exclusive. That's obviously the best for theaters. Exclusive content is what drives people to the cinema. But having a premium VOD, that might knock off a few people unwilling to, you know, pay the extra. And then the day and date streaming isn't necessarily a bad thing because a lot of the time the people that want that streaming aren't people that are regular movie theater goers. I think the thing to take away from all of these is that you just need to give theaters the opportunity the opportunity to showcase the film and to let the consumer choose what experience they want. Yeah, we've got to take all this with a grain of salt at this point. The yeah. best thing you can do is use this as an opportunity to sell tickets. Use this as an opportunity to get butts and seats because the film is there. Right. These are going to be promoted differently. You're not going to see the 90-second ads on Monday Night Football for these things. That's not going to happen because the and if studios. you do, it's not going to be go see this in theaters messaging. It's yep. going to be. It'll be in small letters. Yeah. It'll, it'll be, be on HBO Max and in theaters. Yeah. yeah. And in theaters, <laughs> like theaters and HBO Max. It'll, it, it, you will not see the, the action go to theaters. You will see action go to streaming. And so while there is going to be awareness of these films, the, the underlying messaging is not to go to theaters. And so you need to, you know, be adapt to that and you know get your marketing for the theater in place and your message is going to be don't waste your time on your couch come to the theater and enjoy a spectacular experience and this involves social media it involves community outreach it involves all these things that you may have been lax on when yep. you had Harry Potter and Avengers and Lord of the Rings and Hobbits all but, exclusive you could but, only see them in the theater but now it's like we said about best practices, it's time to reach out and touch your consumer. Yeah. I think that's the biggest change is now the theater's responsibility and in the necessity of the theater to go out and pull consumers in and, and revamp operations to give the consumers the experience they want today. Like they can't, they're not going to be interested in going to a theater that looks the same as it did 30 years ago with the same seats and, and the same, you know, um, curtaining on the wall and the same slope floors and no, and the same popcorn and the, in the concession, they, they are not going to want just the same. And I think that that's a huge difference because you could have gotten away with not revamping the theater when you had exclusive content because they weren't there for the theater. They were there for the content. Well, now it's changed. 
that you now need to bring a consumer that's in there for the theatrical experience. And that experience is a modern consumer now that's going to want more modern concessions, beer and wine, food, luxury seating. And these are just things that you're going to have to look into to revamp the theaters moving forward to give them that experience. Or you're going to have to go in a way different direction and give them a, a true like historical theater if, experience. If there's an, one of those things that you cannot provide for some reason. Yeah. If you have a classic auditorium that you can't put luxury recliners in because it doesn't right. make sense, then you have to up your food game. Then you have yep. to dress it up and really make it a showpiece of and an brand auditorium. the historical auditorium yeah. aspect. You don't want to just go see Wonder Woman. You want to go see Wonder Woman in a hundred year old theater. You know that yeah. sort of stuff that yeah. you can that you can really play up because you are going to have to start branding the theater as an event venue now, and that you happen to play movies, but they're there for the experience of being inside your theater, and and, yeah, and that's a huge difference that I. I don't think a lot of people can wrap their minds around. Yeah. And the one thing that seems out of reach or confusing or difficult are the full bar or simply a beer and wine license for a lot of places. Yeah. They seem expensive up front. We've seen some that are six figures, and we've also seen some in small towns, small communities that are relatively inexpensive. It seems like a lot at the beginning, but they pay for themselves right. relatively quickly. And there are other options too. If you can't go out and get a full beer and wine or even um, a full liquor license, you there are some catering licenses you can get where you can partner with a restaurant that has those licenses. And then you can create a menu with that restaurant. You can create a profit share. You can help with the restaurant's promotion. I mean, there's a lot of things. We, we've had several clients go out in the past for one-time events and got catering licenses and worked with a restaurant to cater events at the theater. But maybe that becomes a, a partnership moving forward that you do on a more regular basis. Maybe Friday nights are always that night with the, the restaurant. I'm They're, waiting to get a call from a theater with all the states starting to legalize marijuana to see if they can have like smoking nights. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Oh, aud- auditorium yeah. 420. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not you smoking, but edible nights. You can't, you can't see the screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, there. Fortunately, that's a reality in a lot of states that you're going to have to, um, think about moving forward. Have your funnings ready. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> Sell Funyuns at <laughs> concessions. Is that a thing anymore, Kyle? I'm so old. Yeah. That used to be a thing. Uh, maybe like Doritos or something. You're kind of close. <laughs> Just get munchies. You're fine. Yeah. And, which is great for concessions. So come on. Uh, Let's look on the bright side of changes going on. <laughs> so, so yeah. So we, we just need to um, know that whatever... HBO announces or whatever Disney announces, whatever big splash that gets us all riled up that things are changing, but they're changing under these kind of different scenarios and they're evolving and we need to adapt. And it's going to be hard because it's so rapidly evolving that we just don't know what it's evolving into. Like yeah. it's just happening so fast and nobody really knows what, what's going to settle out. Um, and how things can change after a vaccine or how they're going to go in the future. Yeah. It's going to be week to week, booking to booking, film company to film company. Oh my gosh. I yeah. mean, there's going to be different rules for Disney moving forward on every picture. Yeah. And if Warner Brothers sees a big gross for X film, then the next film will have something different in the policy where it may have a window right. because Wonder Woman does so well. Yeah, you they know, may give it a one-week window or, or two-week window. There's, there's all of these. Po- everything yeah. is fluid, and I, you know, we probably said that five years ago in this industry that things are fluid, but right. now it's just a, a waterfall. So I think you know when Warner's made their announcement about all their films going day and date theatrical last week um, with streaming, there was a lot of panic in our industry. A lot of people are like, "What does this mean?" how do we band together? Can we protest this? Like, and, and really there's, I hate to say it, but there's really not a lot you can do. You can't collude on pricing. You can't get together and be like, we're just not going to play. Um, 
Um, there's a lot of rules and regulations with that. And plus I think that sends the wrong message to the studio that just says, um, that's like taking your ball and going home, you know, and, and then nobody's playing anymore. And, and the, sorry, Cody. And also, yeah. you know, they'll just push the studios even more right. in the direction that they want to go in the first place, which is streaming. Yeah. It'll just make that process go faster. So you wouldn't really be helping anything. No. So I think all you can do and all we can do as an industry at this point, because we really don't know how this is going to settle out or the, or really the direction this is going to go because it's just so different from studio to studio to make one cohesive plan moving forward as an industry is going to be difficult. But I think all we can do is just make the best experience for the consumer you possibly can, because the consumer is what's driving this. They, the studios assume that consumers just want streaming. Well, if we can prove that the consumer likes the theatrical experience, like what we're seeing in other territories globally and what this IMAX CEO has recently come out and, and has shown is that consumers really do like the theatrical experience. And maybe it's not going to be the same as it was for the last 30 years, but I think that desire is still there and we need to play up on that. We need to go back to our roots as an industry and become true showmen and get those people back in. Yeah, people, everyone wants content and that's easy right. to do. I mean, look at streaming services. It's yeah. right to your TV, easy, simple, done. But people Overwhelming, also want... Overwhelmingly, anything can go on streaming. So oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but what people also desire, and they may not think it yet for most of the public, but eventually right. they will, is that they want to get out and have an experience with content. Maybe it's not weekly, but, you know, maybe once a month or maybe even twice a month if you're lucky. They would like to go out and be, you know, pampered and treated a different way and be able to see, you know, some new content. And right. they could see it as streaming, but... They'll get old after a while throughout the weeks and the months, and they'll want something different. I don't know about you listeners out there, but for me, the last thing I want to do is watch Wonder Woman on my TV. I really am not interested in that at all. Oh, the last same. thing I want to be like is, Ken, let's pop some popcorn and say, sit on the couch another night <laughs> and watch Wonder Woman. I feel like, no, thank you. Yeah, I, I've I've been watching so much streaming stuff lately that – you know, it's just not fun to watch stuff anymore. I mean, I've liked going to the theater and watching stuff and then, you know, coming home and having time to myself yeah. watching stuff on streaming. I've liked it both ways, but without the theater experience and without being able to see stuff like as it should be, it ruins the fun of just popping on the TV and just, you know, watching whatever because it's that event I thing. I want popcorn that's really yummy that I did not make myself in my own microwave. I want a soda that I didn't have to get out of a can. I want my secret nachos that I get at the theater that nobody's supposed to know about. They're my pleasure treat. And <laughs> I want a big screen with surround sound that shakes my chair. And I want to forget that there's anything else going on for two hours. I just, I need that right now. And I'm not going to get that at home. You, and You sound like all of the big, big budget directors from Warner Brothers right now. <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> but I they're right. <laughs> Are they wrong? No. No. And that and that's another aspect, you know, as, after Warner's made their big announcement, now we're getting reactions from all over the industry and I feel really bad not only for theatrical exhibitors you know that uh, especially the little guys that got blindsided by this but the creative community got blindsided you know when you're told that your film now that you spent years creating that you conceptualize for the theatrical experience that you've poured your heart and soul into is going to be like oh we're just going to put it on streaming and you don't get any say over it and, and they weren't warned no they didn't even get a heads up it might be one thing if they at least got a heads up but outside of Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman, uh, AT&T or Warner Bros or both of them, both of those parties, they yeah. didn't tell their uh, creators and their filmmakers no. that they've built a trust over the years. I think they years. told James Gunn that his Suicide Squad that, you know, he's revamping is going to, is not going to be theatrical only now. He can't quite stick it to Disney as much as he wanted to. <laughs> I'm sure he's a little upset. Yeah. Yeah. No, they really put Patty Jenkins out there as yeah. like a... She's fine with it, so you should all be fine yeah, with it they, too. They but you also gave as, her millions of dollars. Yeah, but yeah. they put her out there as like this person who was like, "Oh, it's going to be great. That we're going to work through this. It's, 
it's just for now you know it is what yeah. we have to do to get this movie out on streaming and then they announced and i i could imagine she's like the the lady on the cigarette commercials in the 60s like <laughs> oh no, oh, no. <laughs> what have i done the face of this now no she's like the brave little soldier <laughs> that's sitting out there I waving mean, the flag it'll be it'll be crazy to see because they really are on the side of theaters, but not as much as we like to think. So I don't want anybody to assume that they're going to be like our soldiers triumphing or um, fighting for this return to the old theatrical model. Cause that's gone. So just, we just got to move past that. That's gone. That's never coming back. And we hope that we can ally ourselves with the creative community to a certain extent because they, their profit participation, their deals, their contracts are all on the assumption that they were going theatrical. And when they don't take upfront money or take the uh, right flat fee for, you know, profit participation, and then that doesn't happen, which is calculated off theatrical, and they have to take a hit on that, you're going to start seeing results. And from that, there's going to be some, a lot of pushback from that. And so um, that's going to play a big role into what we see at, you know, and I'm, what I'm hoping is that that plays into giving us more titles with exclusive theatrical, at least for a week or two in it. I think Universal kind of sidestepped this issue a lot more because they're doing that 21 day exclusive theatrical where all the money is made in that time. So they can go to the creative community and say, your back-end participation is protected because we are giving you this theatrical, whereas Warner's didn't do that at all. By yeah. going day-and-date streaming, you're cutting into that theatrical, and you're basically telling your producers and directors, you're not going to get as much so that we can prop up our streaming service, and no one signed up for that. Yeah, for sure. No, everybody that's ever held the title of director of a motion picture yeah. doesn't have this grand design on the the money they're going to make or that they all come back to a memory of being young and being in a theater and think, seeing a film. I think when you get to that exclusive director realm, you know, like no, the Spielberg it's... level realm um, where Christopher Nolan is and these named directors, because there's a lot of directors out there that are just turning content out and movies out for streaming. So they're, there is definitely a difference in the creative community. We're not got... talking about the Hallmark directors oh, <laughs> that you, for the movies that you watch. I don't watch those, by the way, if you will. Only I, sometimes. I did one a year. Princess, a princess at Christmas. I did one year when I was pregnant, okay? <laughs> Hormones, all right? And kids never let me live it down. I've not done you, it before we watching Die Hard? after. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> no, but you I know think... You know you have to live with me, right? Like yeah. you have to go home with me at the end of the day. Yeah. And then give you NyQuil and then you'll never remember any of this. <laughs> I'm not going to be sick with this cold forever, Ken. Just, Just you add wait. it to the list. One day I'll cash in this list. <laughs> Recorded proof right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we got to, we, we got to talk about now Disney's streaming plan. Yes. Yeah, so, um, I think Warner's was hoping Disney would come out with uh, a more of a we're doing the same thing model that they're doing. But Disney re-emphasized that they are about theatrical. You can't have billion dollar franchises without theaters. So and we kind of knew they they were always going to have a half dozen six films a year for theaters we knew that they were what where streaming was going to change for disney was that that disney wasn't going to have as much product for theaters that we were looking at a pretty small slate and that um where it was going to really affect it was that product their disney production was going to siphon a lot of content away for disney plus we always knew that was going to happen we've got a thanksgiving movie a christmas movie and four to six titles over the summer Two to three titles over the summer. Well, starting in March. Yeah. So summer's March for Disney. They take that right. time in March. But you have an animated, you have an Avengers, yeah. you have another animated, and then you have another Avengers. Yeah. So. It's kinda, Diversity. It's kind of anchors to feed into their TV shows and propel yeah. story arcs and stuff for their TV shows that they're going to have on Disney+. Plus. So we kind of always knew that was going to be their model. What's interesting now is... 
given the pandemic is which films that they still need to have in theaters are going to go dandy streaming, which films are going to go exclusive streaming, which ones are going to sacrifice for, for Disney plus and the ones of the day and date streaming, what the premium price is going to be. So they've announced Raya and the dragon is going to have the $30 premium VOD charge. So you have to have a Disney plus subscription and pay an additional price that deters a lot of people. But I think with Mulan, they showed it didn't deter a lot of, a lot of families. Cause, cause March is still going to be kind of iffy on if you can really take a whole family out, what the seating capacity restrictions are going to be in the theater. We're still going to be under COVID restrictions. Our theater's going to be open. There's still a lot of uncertainty in the first quarter of next year. So I think that was a smart move and it's, and it's good that they're allowing theaters to have a shot at it. The ones that are going to be open. And then they haven't announced moving forward what they're going to do with, um, with death on the, or not death on the Nile. It was uh, Kingsman. So Kingsman's also a March title. It's Fox. They haven't announced if they're going streaming only day and date. I have a feeling that because they put it back on the release schedule, it will be a theatrical release, whether we get exclusive or again, the premium VOD. My guess is it's probably going to be a premium VOD, but um, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that because it can't really go on Disney plus it's more of a Hulu title. And so I think there's some uncertainty there with what they're going to do with that i did remember hearing recently that they're hoping to make you know seven more movies a franchise maybe some shows on the side so i'm sure when it comes to like the movie side of things they're really hoping that the king's men like makes a lot of money for them um i don't know if that will mean it's if it's an exclusive window but i think they're gonna hold on a bit longer to make sure like it is in theaters yeah and it's just not as as an easy cut and dry disney plus film and i think that they're struggling now with what do we do with content that's not really Disney Plus family mm-hmm. or PG thirteen, you know that PG thirteen content? So um, we'll have to just see what they do with that. But we know we do know Ray and the Dragon will be available in theaters and at the premium VOD, which Mulan was not available in theaters. Yeah, and that I think hurt it quite a bit. Well, during their investors panel, con, whatever you stream, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they did say uh, for international Disney Plus and international markets, they're adding yeah. a mature section to it. I think they call it calling it like Star or something like that, um, to where it will have like you know the Bob's Burgers, the Family Guys, maybe even like a Kingsman type movie in there too. So I think they're like testing the waters out internationally to see how that works, and then maybe I don't know middle of the year we'll see that start to come fru- come to fruition here, hmm. but. There's still some time down the road. A lot could change, but yeah, I would just watch out for that. Yeah, because they did say, interestingly, that some of their biggest consumers on Disney Plus are are people are um, not with, without kids, are not families. I guess I could believe. Yeah, like I could single kind of people that. because of like Mandalorian and yeah, some of their other Marvel stuff that is just single people without kids. Kind of in the age group where they grew up so much with Disney that they want to go back yeah. and feed off that nostalgia, but they don't have the kids yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of in that age range. And they're more—they're probably millennials and probably or or younger generations that have are more driven to the tech, you know, more more driven to the streaming and not used to the theatrical as yeah. well as much either. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> That's good. Well, so we just got to make sure we pop big grosses on Raya and prove that theatrical still exists and it's still there and it still works and it's viable. Promote, promote, promote. Yeah, it's going to be the biggest part of this moving forward. Getting right. these getting these grosses up. We saw plenty of places we said last week do great numbers with crudes. A PG family animated movie that in small locations did as good as we've seen films do it did great it really did great because people need the theatrical experience in cities you're going to be competing more and more with the streaming services because people are less likely to leave their homes in general but that in the heartland where people really exist (laughs) yeah they do need to leave their home. They can't. They yeah. don't all have DoorDash. It's just creating these experiences and getting people out. And 
one person has a good experience, that means they're going to bring somebody different with them next time and create right. a community around your theater. Yep. Can we talk about the fun stuff now? Please, please, um, please, 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 please. Okay, so we <laughs> talked about Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Uh, just to reiterate on the HBO thing, the creative community was taken aback by it. They have lucrative contract deals that are being sidelined because of this announcement, and so we'll have to see how that plays out. So. Yeah. It's not all about the theatrical experience. A lot of the time money is on the line for them on this. But hopefully we can use that to play into our needs and get short theatrical models instead of the stand date thing. I just think Warner's way prematurely announced this. And it came from some executive trying to make a mark in AT&T and this restructured company and just totally missed what this uh, a good reaction from this industry so wrapping up, Christopher Nolan's great. Patty Jenkins got duped. Yeah. James Gunn is going back to Disney because he is frustrated with Warner Brothers. Yeah. Okay. Fun, fun, fun now? Fine. Okay, Kyle, you go first. Okay, Kyle, this is Kyle's corner. <laughs> uh, well, in the news, it was... <laughs> He's trying to read up. His head is Be just professional, going, Kyle. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I don't, Spider-Man. Know, like, I, I, I don't know how to explain this, I guess, so... <laughs> I guess like a few days ago, Alfred Molina, who played Dr. Octopus in um, one of the Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man 2, like years ago. With Tobey Maguire. Yes. He announced that he was coming back to play that villain again. And then it led to more reports saying that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, who both played Spider-Man, will be returning for this Spider-Man 3 How did you title this news article or this news thing? I basically said that this is sony's biggest worst kept secret of 2021 he he called it three pizzas in a pod oh for (laughs) for the outline that we have i did call it three pizzas in a pod i did think that was pretty clever it was so clever i just want to point it out (laughs) i was very proud of kyle thank you i patted myself on the shoulder there that should have been the title of the article dang it should have (laughs) it was originally titled the three peters but then he had to change it (laughs) yeah that's a title of something else we shouldn't talk about I think they have their own director's guild on that, <laughs> their own awards. Uh, yeah, so, okay. <laughs> so it's multiverse stuff, I guess. Yeah, and I go, when Kyle was explaining three peats in a pod to me, because I was like, what is this? Because I've been sick and out of the loop this week. Um, he, I was like, is this like Spider-Verse live action? And that's what we've, we've it's, come. It's basically live action Spider-Verse. And I'm like, give poor miles his own movie and his own thing like yeah let tom holland do what he does with his avengers group and be part of that and then i don't know if he's in this movie (laughs) (laughs) i wrote that he was i honestly don't know (laughs) this is i mean playing off the avengers endgame time travel thing this is a fun idea to take with spider-man because it was only, a fun idea, and it was done, and it was great, and we watched only, it already. You can only do so much with it. I mean, Spider-Man is one of those characters where it's like he can fight, and he slings webs, and that's got, there's not a lot of intrigue past the, the origin story. I think you story. just talked about all comic book characters. No. no, They, they all fight, have, and they have superpowers. Yeah, but he doesn't have, he doesn't have money. He's not... You know, he's not he's a ang- high school kid, he's Ken. not angsty, it's relatable, he's very angsty, it's very relatable for very, very smart people living in New York City yeah. who, are, who are 16 or under and male, yeah. very relatable, totally, totally. I mean, he has he has feelings that he, he doesn't know he how just, to deal with, and he's just very lucky he didn't get bit by that spider in Decatur, Illinois, where there are no skyscrapers. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been. You can't commit crime within the six trees. block <laughs> within the six block radius. Running through a cornfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always found that that was his biggest weakness to me. It's like you can't do that everywhere. Villain yeah. just got to lead him away from all the skyscrapers. Yeah, yep. another place go. has subways and tunnels and bridges. No, it's. Just certain places. There's someone, only really, someone wreaking havoc in Nebraska. He's like, they're on their own. Really, the downtown of those places, too. <laughs> yeah. The court, the corridor. Exactly. They get out like six blocks and there's no snow tall buildings there's anymore. There's a mass murderer in the suburbs and he's like, I can't do anything for you guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, I got to get my car. I don't <laughs> I know even, how to drive because I'm a teenager. I don't even know where I parked it. I can't afford a car in New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, that was the biggest weakness that Spider-Man always had. Like, Batman can fight anywhere. 
even though he that's doesn't why have they had to have tony stark so he could go pick him up all the time i think that's the spider-man movie we should see is not a multiverse movie again right. but also just exposing his weaknesses spider put him in that spider reality <laughs> like he got to go on a class field trip to another major city in europe with skyscrapers spider-man gets a great job offer in minneapolis yeah <laughs> there's nothing he can do <laughs> better hope all the fights are only in downtown yeah, yeah. And even still, that's questionable. <laughs> Do I want to be a superhero or I want good benefits? <laughs> yeah. That's why, spy, that's why Superman worked living in a cornfield because he could fly. Yeah, exactly. Better thought out superhero. I agree with, I agree with that. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Multiverse, have fun. We do That's what subscribe to the fandom part of our <laughs> We try to. We try to dabble. Yeah, it's like movies, fun, and fandom or something. All right. Still, yeah. but we could we could change that. Speaking of fandom, there was a new trailer released this week that I want oh, to talk God, about. Oh, God, yeah. I forgot about this part. So Kent got really excited, and in my like sick haze, he's like, you got to check out this trailer. And then he named somebody that I didn't know who it was. Bob Odenkirk? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know who that is. He's great. He's like, he's a comedian. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Okay, the movie's called John Thick. No. I mean, no, <laughs> it's called no, Nobody. But it's basically a, a, a John, Wick type, Cody. <laughs> John Wick type story, except the guy is kind of schlubby. He's got a family. He's not necessarily looking for revenge. He just has this person inside of him that kicks ass. and yeah. it It's co- unleashed. Yeah, it's unleashed. And it's so awesome they found a guy who's balding, who's not, like, in perfect shape, who has the comedic timing. The comedic timing is what really stood out to me. I'm not a fan of these kind of movies. In fact, I only ever saw John Wick, I think, this last year sometime. And um, But this looked good. I, I, in fact, because of, of the humor in it. Yeah, it has all the action principles, but it feels like with Bob Odenkirk being in it, it's going to have the humor forced into it it's not going to be like after he hits somebody in the the face with an umbrella or it kicks him into an elevator it's not like going down yeah <laughs> and so he's it's, like oh, oh yeah. man yeah no it's it's gonna be funny the entire time the trailers yeah funny it's just it's good that it is owned by universal so we know at this point we'll have a window for it so we can do some damage with it but it's r-rated it's violent yeah is they're swearing there's going to be all sorts of things that are not made for all audiences but the audiences that we have that have played john wick one two three three is there a fourth one or is he filming I think we're on that? three okay we're on three <laughs> only the only the three yeah okay but they've all done big grosses yeah. for our locations so yeah. there is a definite need for this and it's in february right now which is a great time for it right that's where deadpool was the first one. Uh, Invisible Man also came out. That it, it wasn't a box office smash, but like it, it, it made really. It did money. well in yeah. Hanan. Yeah. So there's definitely a need for those R-rated titles. Yeah, after it's the... just my only concern is that we all we've had is R-rated titles, and luckily at Christmas we're getting some PG-13 stuff. We get a break from it. So I hope that we get enough of a break that, um, you know, the need for that is back. Yeah. No, there's the appetite. Yeah. But if you haven't seen the trailer, go to SilverScreenInsider.com yep. and check it out. Don't let the kids be around because it is a Red Band trailer that was released. But it is awesome. Yes. Ken was so excited he even showed his mom. John Thick. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I got to show her this trailer. That's yeah. awesome. And she loved it. So it's not say, like it's a mom like it? movie. Was they a love stupid action movies. Uh, they love great action movies <laughs> yeah sorry 90s the, act- if you're classics. a 90s action movie aficionado like ken is then you will appreciate this trailer very mid-80s much mid 80s to early 90s action movies aficionados starting the big four <laughs> you're a fan of one schwarzenegger or stallone you might like this movie <laughs> Am Bob Odenkirk that? is the next alone confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's entirely possible that this could be the John Wick thing where it, right. it muddles the line between is it funny, is it action, and then it becomes a series. And if this works with him, there's people a lot funnier than him that could be in these roles, these kind of situations. Like, like who? Full-fledged co- comedians. Like who? Kevin Hart would be awesome in one no, of these. where he's he just too wily. 
Yeah, but he's short and little. And can you imagine him in like a scene where they like uh, the most recent John Wick? He has to fight a guy who's like seven foot six. And he's a comedian. I thought like Bill Burr. (laughs) Yeah, Bill Burr's a good one. He's He's so angry. He's the same height as Kevin Hart. I think I think Bill Burr would just have more fun. He just yells yells at people and they fall over. So Dave Chappelle with his giant muscles just Ooh, destroying he's got guys. Big muscles, yeah. He is really but ripped. <laughs> he'd have to have a cigarette in his hand at all times. Like that'd no, be that his would character. be the joke through the entire yeah. movie that it, the cigarette never goes out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so good. The smoking gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just made a franchise, guys. We, we did, did it. <laughs> it's just spitballing here. Have Chappelle's people call my people. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, you should be expecting a call. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm anointing you as my people. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, while you're on Silver Screen Insider, we want to make a really fun announcement. Um, finally, after like two years, um, we are going to be revamping Silver Screen Insider again, adding some really fun new features, just some really awesome tools. And a whole new look. We are. It's happening, people. It's happening. We had to take a big pause during pandemic, but now it's coming. And um, we are pleased to announce that the launch date for that will be January sixth, a Wednesday. So. Oh, so excited. We're gonna start twenty twenty one off right. New look, new site, new features. Oh my gosh, we have put a lot of thought into this really we wanted to see you know how we could improve the experience on our website for everybody and just get down to things that i think theater owners really need what caters to them yeah so some things we can look forward to is you going to be able to compare films now um so when the next john wick movie comes out and you're like huh i wonder what john wick one two and three did on opening weekend we'll be able to have and how many john wicks were there (laughs) We'll be able to have um, critic now you scores know because of SilverScreenInsider.com. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're like, oh, what was the Rotten Tomato score of that film? Well, we should be able to have all those critic scores on there. Just a bunch of fun new features. We're going to add a new newsletter, so you're going to be getting an mo- official Monday newsletter now moving forward. Um, With all your grosses, and yep. so you can see the national gross and see what everything did. Yeah, first and thing, Monday morning, bam, you'll have that in your inbox. And we're going to make sure it's a lot more user-friendly as well. Oh, Plus, With um, the new billing section, so you can see your invoices, you can check your billing history, and you yep. can update your account people. It's going to be so nice. You're going <laughs> to actually find a place to go for that. Maybe we'll play around with some analytics. Maybe we won't. You'll find out. Though. Yeah. Um, and you can still get your scoreboard the yep. same way as always. Scoreboard is going to be there. There front. will always be a scoreboard. Oh yeah, it's going to be a slight little revamp scoreboard. on it. Just a just a refresh <laughs> update. Nothing major on that one. Um, and we're just very excited to announce the the changes. And so we're going to be reminding you. Um, for the next few weeks of the change coming, your password, your username, nothing like that will change. You will still be able to log in like you normally do. Uh, the film database will be there. All this stuff will still be there. It's more of like a refresh for the new for the new 2021 year. Couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, I'm so excited. This is so. great. We're really excited and we hope everyone else um, enjoys everything yeah. that we're about to bring to you. Plus our podcast will still be there and oh, we're yeah. hope, hoping to add video in 2021. So you can see Ken's charming, charming face on it all the time. My new year's resolution is to lose 300 pounds yeah. <laughs> in my face. <laughs> we're going to make sure to look good for you guys. Extra good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not tired or, um, sick at all. No. If we're doing the video, oh. we're definitely drinking on the podcast. Oh though. my gosh, yes. <laughs> you will be seeing our, our secret Friday drinks. <laughs> Maybe we'll convince people to sponsor us. They know they want to. I'm sure Mike's Hard Cranberry Lemonade will want to be a sponsor. Oh, I would be so down. <laughs> White Claw, proud White sponsor Claw. of Silver Screen Insider. <laughs> and also <Ooh>. Manscaped. Yeah. <laughs> Just like every other podcast. Kyle's really pushing for that one. No. 
It's like he needs a new razor or something. <laughs> Just saying, their razors and their uh, shaving creams, they're all really good products. I highly <laughs> recommend. Sponsor us. I, I don't want Just to. Just saying. I, I don't want to promote like uh, erectile dysfunction medication, but I will if I have to. <laughs> if, you guys, if you guys come with a number, we can make that happen. After, after this pandemic, I'm taking any and all sponsorships. <laughs> Dayquil, NyQuil. Yeah. Dayquil. Um, I, Sweet I really like, during the podcast. I, I will tell you puffs plus lotion is the only thing getting me through this last week. I have a box every five feet from me, like every five feet, bam, new tissue box, bam, new tissue box. And it's gotta be puffs plus lotion. My nose would be totally just deteriorated if I didn't have that. You hear that puffs? Lotion. Come find us. Yeah. Puffs. I need, I need stock options in you because I spend so much money. Your people, tissues. your people call our people, which is me. Which yeah. is Kyle. Kyle, call Kyle I, I, I'm the people. Yeah. <laughs> if you need to call Kyle's people, it's also Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for laughing along with us, everybody. Hope you have a great weekend. Big yep. roses and get hold ready on. For... Did you watch Cinderella? Did you watch oh, your Kyle. movie? <laughs> Kyle, no. Oh, no. I barely have functioned getting here. This just is had a, to check. This is the first time I've left my house in a week, Kyle. <laughs> Cinderella could this be on your TV. Th- this is only the third outfit I've worn this week. Okay, if it gives you any idea. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, finish quick. Read the, so no, read the I did not watch Cinderella. All right, another time then. Uh, but yes, thank you everyone for listening to <laughs> this podcast uh, and for using Silver Screen Insider. Check out our podcast on our website yeah. and also on many other podcast platforms. And um, once again, check out servicegreeninsider.com if you're a theater owner or manager. Yep. And count down to the new site coming in 2021. We're so excited about this. Yep. <laughs> Anybody that does like uh, in-home uh, showering and clothes changing <laughs> would be great too after. <laughs> I'm better now, okay? I'm but better it now. was touch and go on a Monday, all right? <laughs> She was wearing two different rabbit slippers. <laughs> they weren't even matching. Probably not. I have no idea. I got through my bookings and then I passed out. I didn't even make it through a full day. Like oh. two o'clock. I was, I was like, that's it. I'm tapping out. Oh, that's, <sighs> that's amazing. Sponsored by Sudafed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Bye everyone. <laughs> bye. Bye.